Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 41. We kind of blew an opportunity to do some 41 for this episode, but there's a reason for that. There's a good reason for that. We'll get into that later. But first, your uh, hosts who are clearly not doing some 41 today are Chris and Savannah. Hey, that's us. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that we skipped some 41. We will let the audience decide. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, yes, you are here with us today, so thank you very much for uh, taking a peek in here and checking out what we're doing today. We really appreciate your company, so uh, while you're here, make sure you hit that like, subscribe, rate, comment, share, follow, all those really cool buttons, you know, that can really help build this musical community that we've been trying to do forever now and we're still trying to do. Especially over on the audio realm over there, if you're in like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of those types of things. Ratings and comments, you know, good reviews, uh, build us up in the charts there. We want more people like you to discover the podcast and bigger community, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want more friends than the two that I have, so... Please subscribe and like us so I can feel like I have more friends. Thank you. We've been asking forever and ever and ever. Slowly, you're getting your wish. Very slowly. Is the pity route working? Is it working? I can uh, go. I I can I can look sadder. I can. I don't be know. Pathetic. Listeners, let us know in the comments if the pity route is working. Leave comments about it. <laughs> let me know how pathetic I am, please. Thank you. Listeners or even viewers on YouTube, because, you know, we're also trying to get some subscribers. And as I've been mentioning in the past, we haven't quite hit 100 subscribers yet. But when we do, we're starting to do record giveaways, one record a month for every month that we're over 100 subscribers. So if you want a chance to win a record, make sure you've hit that subscribe button. Make sure your family and friends have hit that subscribe button. Make sure everyone you come into contact with has Mm -hmm. hit that subscribe button because then you might get a record out of it. Your animals, your goldfish, um, past animals. Exactly. If your cat or dog has an Instagram account, they should have a YouTube account in which they can subscribe to our channel. Yeah, it just makes sense. It, it does. And a TikTok account, Twitter, it doesn't really matter where. There's animal accounts everywhere. <laughs> but we're not talking about animal accounts today. We're talking about an album that we just so happen to be reviewing today. And it happens to be a request episode. So no, it's not Storm 41, but it is Therion's Secret of the Runes as requested by, uh, I'm going to say JP, because I think the, your last name is Gowen, Gowen, G-O-U-I-N. I don't know. But the, the idea is, I don't want to butcher that for the entire episode and just guess. So I'm going to call you JP. <laughs> And then he's like, damn it, he butchered it already. (laughs) And he's going to unsubscribe. Please don't. (laughs) Please don't. But yes, that's the album we're talking about today. But before we get any further, I just want to welcome everyone back who's already been here before because chances are you've already hit the subscribe button. So thank you very much for coming back. It's always good to see some familiar faces. But of course, we're also very happy to see the new faces out there in the crowd. So if you are new here, welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy your stay. And that means you probably don't know what we do here on Rate the Record Podcast, aside from talk about music. I mean, you're not wrong, but we do a little more than that. So each week, so you know, you know we do. We get three oh, yeah, things we- that we do well yeah but the banter outweighs the music for sure Hell and yeah. really you don't want to miss the banter the best part <laughs> like this so each week savannah and i will choose an album be it like completely of our own choice random whatever the hell we want to listen to maybe there's an album celebrating some sort of anniversary 20 30 35 40 you know how that deal works or like today jp requested an album we do listener requests and you can request an album down below in the link at rate record.ca or just the google form there regardless we will choose an album we discuss it at length we rank the songs and then we rate 
the right. I literally waited for you that every, time. Every time I do that, you're like, oh, you were too slow. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I this time do it now I and you're still sitting it. on me. Because like, I slow down and then like trudge through mud to say just to let you catch up. And you just sat gonna, there. Because <laughs> I was going to do it. I'm like, no, I'm going to fool him. I'm not going to do it this time. Next time I'm going to do it so fast, you won't even know that I'm doing it. Anyways, yeah, we write the record. Hey, there we go. They didn't clap on whatever. You don't get a soundboard. Shut up about it. That's enough of that. <laughs> You've ruined your chances for it. So, yeah, that's what we do every week. And, yes, this week is a request album. And it is Therion and their album, Secret of the Ruins. But, again, we are getting ahead of ourselves. Because before we talk about the album, there is a disclaimer we like to read. Just to make sure that we're all on the same page. We're cool with things. I know people can be very high and mighty about music and be very gatekeepy about it. But we don't like that here. We want people to be cool. We can have discussions, debates. But... Again, let's be cool. So the disclaimer is as follows. The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun discussing and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter. I see you laughing over there. And friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. That really got you, didn't it? <laughs> I am so predictable that I was going to say, yeah, well, next time I'll, you're like, no soundboard. I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm not exactly going five I mean. weeks in a row with that damn opening. <laughs> You're ruining everything. I don't, <laughs> I don't. Hey, consistency. And I don't remember what I did last week. So every week is just brand new. It's like 51st dates. I don't remember anything. Well, you very much remember the soundboard. And now I'm tearing that memory out of your head. Oh, well, I'll, I'll get one. Oh, I'll get one. Well, when after, you actually get one, that'll break. be a whole different story. But yeah. until first, then. First show of season three. Done. Yeah. And by the way, uh, yeah, season two is coming up to a, to an end soon. Uh, I th okay. only think like what four more weeks or something like that. And then we go on a little break. Yeah. That's then. This is now when we have to talk about Therion and their album Secret of the Runes. And so Savannah is going to tell us a little bit about said album and band. Yes, I am. Therion is a Swedish symphonic metal band founded in 1987. Beginning as a death metal band, Therion adjusted their style by adding choirs, classical musicians, and even a full orchestra for concert performances. The band's lyrical themes stem from various mythologies and practices such as occultism, magic, and ancient traditions and writings, none of which I know about. Examples of this are shown in their 2001 album, Secret of the Runes. I will be referring to it as runes just for the duration of, the of this description. Runes is Therion's 10th studio album and was released on October 8th, 2001. Recorded in Stockholm, Sweden and produced by Therion and founding member and guitarist Christopher Johnson, the album is a concept album based on Norse mythology, each song describing one of the nine worlds. All songs were written by Christopher Johnson, so this is kind of feeling like a porcupine tree thing where it's just... It's a band, but you know who's writing the songs. Yeah. To to my knowledge and mild research, I didn't find many reviews, and I do not believe uh, the album was nominated for any awards. Nominated or or won. Kind of just 
went under the radar a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes you know who your fan base is and you just stick with it because they're dedicated and you know who you're playing for. Yeah. And I feel like every band kind of has that album or two that yeah, aren't exactly like the big hits that yeah. everyone will remember. But, you know, people who are really true to the fan base, they'll know. They'll know. Oh, definitely. And just before we go into this, uh, JP did write a note in the request form that we, again, we have. You can go request an album there. And one of the questions is like, you know, why did you choose this album? Like, why do you like this band? Blah, 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 whatever. And I usually tend to read them so long as there's something to read and there is something to read today. Excellent. Therion are pi- this is by JP I should say uh, although that's pretty obvious by now. Therion are pioneers of their genre. It's arguably their best work involving all the elements: composition, vibes, orchestration, musicianship, musicianship, etc. I think Secret of the Runes is is the one that should get you in first. Still, all their albums sound so different from one another. It's a rabbit hole. Have a nice journey. Smiley face. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, it's good to know that that this is the suggested entry way, and this is the first time I've even heard the band name, so I like that. Yeah, it's not like he just like threw his like headfirst into like some sort of obscure album in the discography. It's like yeah. if we the first out al- bungle album we did was Disco Volante, and it's just like, uh, this is a great start. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, I don't like the band. And you're like, I swear to God, it gets better. And you're like, well, you shouldn't have started me on this one then. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm... I, I was looking forward to listening to this and, you know, yeah. Yeah, something new because, like, the only symphonic metal I've even come close to listening to, if you even count it, is uh, Death Clock from that show yeah. Metalocalypse. Like, that, that was about as close as I ever got. And I don't hate the genre, but at the same time, just, like, I was never fully into it. So, yeah, yeah it was nice to be able to sit down and, like, listen to something new. I like Dream Theater, so I'm kind of used to the sort of higher register singing. Not as high as this. But I mean, I feel like dipping my toe into stuff like that definitely prepared me for uh, for this. So, yeah, you want to mention Dream Theater? Will anything go through her eyes today? Oh we will God. find out as I we start not. talking about this album. OK, and yeah, I'm going to make a quick mention here. I think we're both kind of on the same page. Uh, so the vast majority of songs, like literally all <laughs> but one, are not in English. Uh, so I had to look up some pronunciations of some of them i'm likely gonna butcher them in some form or fashion just know obviously i don't know the language i apologize if i uh, brutalize it just give me an a for effort like a nice plastic star or something i'll deal with it yeah at at least you're trying because good luck getting me to even try saying these i will tackle the last track but the the first 10 hell no yeah, we'll we'll talk so much by then you'll be able to get that last track title out of your mouth. Like, okay, I think yeah. my, my tongue is good and work now. I can speak. Yeah, I'll be fluent Swedish by then. But meanwhile, I'm gonna have to go ahead and tackle it. So song number one, Gananga Gap. I think I got that right. It just sounds it, so weird to say. It does sound like you've been practicing. I I literally have it in parentheses too, Gin Gap, like on the <laughs> thing here. So I'm I'm trying. Copy, copy reading. Nice. Exactly. Um, I do like the build up in the song to start everything off. It's it, it's not like a tremendous build, but it, you definitely feel like something is indeed coming. Like this whole album kind of feels like a journey as it is. Mm-hmm. So this is the beginning of the journey, and I kind of like how how it feels. Um, looking at this album, I noticed that they uh, essentially have their own like you know orchestra or more or less as mentioned prior. Like, and it has like a number of. <sighs> 
yeah, I'm I'm just trying to think of how to word this because like it is kind of like an orchestra, I guess, considering the number of names I saw in the credits of this album. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's called an orchestra. Would you just call that like a group? A, a I don't know. But I'm going to call it an orchestra just for convenience sake. Uh, orchestral that, grouping. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. On that note, I, I I like what I assume to be are the woodwinds in this track. And actually, the woodwinds like blanket statement. I, I tend to like across the entire album. I think they sound great. Yeah. Uh, it's a very interesting sound. Something I'm not used to in the metal world. So I think it's pretty cool. And again, I'm not used to symphonic metal, so that's why it's so new to me. Um. So with the woodwinds, I will mention this on or mention this later on. Definitely on board with that. Um, this song, first thing I heard when it started, dun 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 dun. That's just that's just Tom Sawyer. That's all I heard. Oh no, you don't like Tom Sawyer. That's not um, good news. I don't. No, 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 no. I didn't tank this, but that's all I heard because I had to keep going back to it. Going, yeah, no, that's definitely what it is. So I mean, just the uh, the similarity, cool. Um, I did call this organized guitar wankery, and I am okay with it. It doesn't seem unnecessary. It seems like it's done with purpose. And that's my blanket statement for the guitar on this whole album. Um, none of it feels show offy. It's just like, this is what the song needs. This is what I'm doing, which is cool. Um, I One comment, just a train of thought. Um, I can already tell I'm going to have a difficult time articulating anything at all when it comes to some sort of coherent review. So I might as well throw that in first track. Uh, apologies if I have absolutely no idea what to say. Um, but for this song, some of the top layers uh, feel like a boss fight soundtrack. And uh couple other songs coming up sound like that and i like that i it it's like that intensity i like that yeah and as i said it kind of feels like the whole beginning of a journey thing so definitely the boss fight feel definitely yeah yeah actually my note one of uh one of my notes here right there this song feels like a very brooding galloping a very brooding like group of like horse riders galloping into war ah i had that imagery maybe six or seven songs into the future oh well so that i i feel like that is definitely yeah and like that's that's another thing too that i'll mention because this is going to be another blanket statement for the entire album uh i'm personally not into operatic singing uh it's just it's it's not for me it's not my style i find it kind of annoying with that said i do have tremendous amounts of respect for opera singers the amount of Mm -hmm dedication and training and passion you need to like really do this shit and do it well it, it like to just to do it takes a long time but to do it well takes even longer so yeah massive amounts of respect but on that note i'm just not a fan of it i've never been a fan of opera singing maybe it's the the middle school kid in me growing up it's like opera sucks man only metal <laughs> yeah but then one day oh my god kid they they combined them can you believe it yeah as you just go back and tell your past self and then muss the hair a little bit. Yeah. You know what? You're going to review an album like this one day. What does that mean? See you later. <laughs> it's like a Bill and Ted's, uh, Bill and Ted's thing. But, uh, <laughs> Although, I, oh man, I'm going to create a time paradox if I talk to myself. I can't do that. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, so, yeah. I mean, this song was kind of long, too. It's six minutes and ten seconds. So I feel like I have like a bunch to say about it, but like I try not to um, say too much at the same time because i don't want to like go crazy with the notes uh the guitar solo in the middle was a lot of fun 
you have like these harmonized 16th notes that were like a really great addition. I thought that was a really cool little part there, like really interesting. And it's so weird to have a horn section that isn't all zany and weird, like what we've become used to in our reviews so far. Consider like, you know, Bungle, yeah. Fishbone, and like I'm pretty sure there's a few others in there that I just can't think of. But yeah, yeah. That, those are the only horns we've heard so far. So this one was like actually like, you know, just very stru- like structured very well and just like, you know, feels like it was actually composed by con- some sort of conductor at the beginning of front of an orchestra or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's a good start to the album, though. It doesn't feel over the top and it sets the mood for the rest of the album to come. Um, one more note on the actual song and then two on just my thoughts. Um, I do like that the higher voices are just harmonizing. They aren't sort of saying anything. They're just going along with the melody. And I imagine it kind of like both hands on a piano where they're play they're doing different things, but they just sound so nice together. The, what I assume to be female and male voices. I don't want to assume I've, I've heard some crazy things, but um, yeah, I, I like that Um, for me and operatic vocals doesn't really bother me too much. Uh, There's only one genre I don't really like. Um, Not going to say it because before you know it next week is that's what we're going to review. So I'm going to keep that to myself. I think you've already said in the past anyway, maybe I think you have, I don't, I don't remember anything. I don't even know who you are. Um, but so far, I'm the um, one. I, <laughs> I saw that. Um, so far, I like that there's no screaming. Uh, for some reason, I thought that that's what it, this would include. I am very surprised. I think I would have accepted it, but I'm glad that there isn't. And I want to thank JP for requesting this. This one's pretty cool so far, and it's only the first track. So. I'm saying we got like 10 more to go, so... I know. Well, after the first one, it's like, okay, if the rest of it sounds like this, like you can't get much worse. It's not like I'm going to listen to like a, you know, punk song after this. It has to kind of stay this moderately the same, right? For the most part. Yes. But then again, we did listen to Fishbone and they just kind of genres all over the place. We've listened to a few bands like that. Yeah. It's like every song is the beginning of a new album. Essentially, and I'm pretty sure in the future of the show, we're going to get into something even crazier, too. Yeah. Cool. All right. So song number two, Midgard, which I, I, I that one seems pretty straightforward. I don't think I have to pronounce that one too, uh, overpronounce that one too much. Yeah. Uh, so the, the harpsichord at the beginning made me think I was listening to a song by Prism or something. Like, I don't know what it was about it, but just the tone of it, it was like, to those of who know the band Prism, they're a classic rock band. But still, like... I don't know. I thought of a Prism song. I can't remember which one, but I was just like, what the fuck am I listening to? My God. Um, I do like the guitar riff behind the singer. Like, again, I'm not huge on the operatic thing, but like, I like the guitar that was going on behind her. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's nice when metal can utilize things that aren't just like essentially like low end open string chugging. So like these kinds of things are really cool to me, especially like chords on the higher portion of the fretboard. Um, the acoustic guitar was also a fitting choice in the verse. Really enjoyed that one too. It grounds the sound out really well. Um, everything just rides pretty smoothly all throughout. So like I was, I was kind of riding this one pretty well. I, I enjoyed it. And I'm going to assume this is some sort of like sad or sorrowful song, but again, we're not doing lyrical breakdown of songs that are mainly not in English, although there are <laughs> English lyrics in this album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, instrumentally, that's the mood I'm picking up on. Uh, it's pretty though, so I do enjoy that. And if you know me from the past of this show, I am a sucker for like sad sounding shit. Yes, um, 
I, t- I tend to not like it, but this I didn't mind. Um, the beginning is what I think of when someone says chamber music. I just, really? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Well, I've never heard chamber music. So it's, oh, it's just uh, the yeah, only this, thing I this, think of. Yeah. I, like I, would, I would disagree. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I think of anyways. Um, I do want to see an opera based on this entire album or uh, then I wrote this before I knew that they had like, they perform with an entire like orchestra. Now, I just want to see them live then. That would be so cool to see them actually like it all come together. Um, and uh, I found that some parts of, and I had to Google this, some parts of the soprano singing, the higher end, uh, sounds like it would be a stringed instrument or there's strings in behind. Um, but there were times that like she just went so high. I was like, what is that? So that was cool. Actually, uh, that that just ha- happened. That does happen a lot with like choirs and string sections and everything like that. They layer them and like have them like pretty much like parallel with each other. Yeah. And so yeah, it, it just basically it kind of makes the sound a lot more lush and like expansive. Like yeah. it just, instead of just singing, like you have something else behind you that sounds the exact same. So it's going to expand the sound a lot more. So yeah, that's just like just smart layering again. So I is that kind of like natural reverb doing that? Um, maybe, I don't know if I'd consider it a reverb, but I mean, I know where you're coming from saying that. Yeah. Yeah, It's just, it's just a a way to layer and just really emphasize the sound and everything like that. Just expanded a lot through the scape and everything. So it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, yeah, I, last note is, uh, I'll always like when a drum roll on the toms pans from left to right, because it feels like I'm the one sitting behind the kit. I know I will never play the drums not interested but yeah definitely feel like i'm the one doing it and it uh fulfills some childhood dreams every time i hear it i do like when not every album but i do like when some albums do the um what i just consider concert panning which is like you know for example you see a uh, a concert with like five musicians you get the like the drummer in the back your bass, your two guitars, maybe mm. a bassist and the singer, but and that's exactly where you can hear it in the headphones. Like you can hear yeah. both guitars on each side. You can hear a bass probably in the center. The drums probably centered too, but very expanded, and the vocals can kind of be wherever the hell they want to be, mostly yeah. in the center, but still. Imagine if it was actually like concert panning, and then the singer you just hear going left, right, because they're walking across the stage. Oh, when you said that, I just imagine one of the high pitch opera singers like sprinting across stage while simultaneously <laughs> singing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then the end of the song is just oh my god oh my god <laughs> and she still has one more note to belt out for 15 yeah. seconds so it's like hey good luck holy crap yeah but yeah that was it for for that one for me yeah same like i'm probably gonna get through a lot of my notes pretty quickly only because yeah it was it was a little difficult for me to review this one just because yeah. like i don't know like there's there's a lot to take in, especially being like kind of like symphonic operatic type metal. So there's just like a lot to experience. I listened to this album a few times, but even still, like that familiarity didn't grow on me too quickly. Yeah. Maybe for a couple of tracks, but overall it's just like, I don't know, I'm still trying to like pick up on things here. So Yeah. I think part of me just wanted to listen to it. Like there are some albums where I'm like, I don't want to write about it. I just want to take it for what it is and not overanalyze it and just accept that into my brain that's that's generally my first listen through the album like i don't even have like a a pad in front of me to write on like i don't have my word pad open on the computer here i just i have it on while i'm doing other things 
just to have it on so I can kind of be like subconscious in my head when I'm listening to it again. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first lesson though. Then after that, that's when I start reviewing. Fair enough. All right. So song number three, Asgard. I know that one because of Marvel. <laughs> uh, I just thought of Peter Sarsgaard when I saw when I saw the the title. Um, first line. Ah, uh, yes, my loins they are a trembling. I like the way the song started. Definitely appealing to my ears. I like how with the the song starts and the drums are very full and just exciting to listen to then the guitar kicks in and it is starting to sound like a modern rock song until the vocals come in it's like just the way that the the guitar and the drums and the bass and whatever else is in there it just it sounds like it could be released now but then when the vocals come in it's like oh yeah i'm listening to you know this is what i'm listening to i forgot about that like like i said i like it it's all good um it wasn't off-putting because i was sort of prepared for it from the last couple songs um yeah this one did sound like it would be commercially viable um i didn't know if it was a single it nothing listed any singles i don't think any of these would be um but i think this one out of all of them would be like the easiest listen to just the layman potentially yeah uh yeah because it would this album is exactly user friendly yeah like i mean if, if you're in the metal then it probably is but yeah if like you just play this on the radio like probably not yeah. but yeah, no, it's hard to say yeah. I also enjoyed the opening to this track too. Yeah, the the, the really Tom heavy percussion and everything like that, and like the guitar riff going along, just excellent combination all together. And I, I can't remember if I even said it at this point, but as I said, I'm I'm not I'm trying not to mention the singing too much at all because mm-hmm. I already made my statement that I don't like it too much. But I had to make note just right here saying the operatic singing is really spoiling the instrumental compositions for me. I feel like this band could have told a better story through strict instrumentals. And I think we kind of mentioned that to each other like off camera. Yeah. Just because, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it doesn't bother you and that's that's fine. If you like it, that's cool. And JP, if you like it too, that's cool. Also, I mean, you like theory on a lot more than we do. I mean, not saying that we yeah. hate it, just saying. So you're obviously used to this. Um I don't know. It just again. I didn't. I tried. I didn't let it tank the score though. Just yeah. that 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 one thing was bothering me. Shouldn't tank the score, and I I was being fair about it. But I don't know. It just the fact that this, it was just the entire album with this stuff. I was just like, oh god, no. Yeah. I like so much about this album, but at the same time, it's just like that kept spoiling it. It's it, it's kind of like if you like I don't know. You, you get a coffee and ask for sugar and they pour salt in it. Or, you know, you, you ask for like some sort of food dish and you ask for salt and then they pour sugar on it. Like you, you just, you, you, something good is in front of you. Then it keeps getting spoiled by something. Yeah. And that's kind of how like, I had to make note of it in this song because that's how I feel pretty much going forward. Not a pretty intense analogy, but uh, I understand. That's how I feel about operatic singing. <laughs> At yeah. least you know now. Like, I, I don't mind it, but I do think that if I had heard this without it as just strictly instrumental, it would have been fine as well. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, overall, though, uh, great pacing to the track. I did I did enjoy this one. It just keeps moving along so well that you don't even mm-hmm. realize it's like a four-minute track anyway. Yeah. By the time it was done, I was like, really? That was four minutes? Wow. Oh, yeah. You're like halfway through the next song. You're like, wait, 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 wait. I have to go back. I have to go back and listen to it again. Um, they're, uh, 
there was a part now, again, we stated this in the disclaimer. I say this every week. I don't know what I'm talking about most of the time. So we know. So yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, maybe someone dropped in and they're like, wow, she's smart. No, don't, don't go there. Well, the fast tap-ons between two notes, it was just like, it made me feel disoriented, but like, can you be disoriented in like a pleasing way where it's like, you don't feel like, oh my God, I hate this. It's kind of like, what is happening? I'm, what is happening? The best way, the best thing I can equate that to is like, if you're a kid and you start spinning around circles real fast, get dizzy and fall down, you're laughing. That's yeah, a good okay. disorientation. So that works. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll take that. Cause I liked it. It was cool. I wanted to listen to it again. So I did. Um, the solo in my head is slash standing on a cliff in November rain. Um, that's what I got from that. And uh, note about the entire album again, uh, was this requested for me? I feel like it was requested for me. So good job, JP. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He's like, she better, she better, uh, rate this higher than a C plus. Well, well I guess we'll have to find out soon enough. Not yet though. Yeah. We're wait, way too early. We still got a bunch of the album to get through. Yeah. Not even at the halfway point yet, but we're getting there. So we'll move on to song number four, Jotunheim. Uh, although it's, it's in, if you, you want to be American about it, it's Jotunheim, but it's no, pronounced it's Jotunheim. Yikes. <laughs> just yikes. Um, this song takes off from the word go, like second one. It's already <laughs> just boom. Uh, I, I'm really digging like these, like the staccato instruments in the background. Dun, 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 dun. Well, like you just have the, like these sustained notes on guitar and everything. Yeah. Like on top of that. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's because of like the slow tempo that it manages to create this illusion of like a livelier pace. Yeah. So it really made me enjoy it a lot more. I really like the opening of this one. Fantastic. Um, there's also the sound of like a clean guitar quietly behind like everything, like just strumming out some chords. And also there's some part where it's like just playing individual notes too. Uh, I, I really like the texture that it gives to the sound it's almost unnoticeable. Like you've really got to like, like listen to it because it's very easy to miss. But at the same time, it uh, you, you probably didn't get it. But it does just enough for me that I can actually like you know notice and appreciate it. No, the fact that you said that it's uh, like it's hard to notice. I said I don't know if I like the clean whole note guitar that maybe makes an appearance twice. You're like, yeah, it, it played it's there for this the whole and song. That. It keeps, yeah, it, it keeps going. It did this. It's a, I did not hear it until it did the individual notes, uh, maybe oh. three quarters of the way through. Yeah, very quietly in the background of like the most of the song, it's like strumming chords and yeah. just like it kind of adds that again another layer of the sound. I thought that was really nice. I think it just came out a little bit more near the end. And I was like, where did this come from? But if you're saying that it was there the whole time, then maybe it coming out wasn't such a strange thing. So I'll have to listen to it a little louder. I picked it up on like my second or third listen. Yeah. Uh, yeah Cause like the first time one have noticed second time I was like, Oh, I like those like individual notes. And then like towards the end of the song, I noticed the chords. I'm like, are those there earlier than third time? I'm like, Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I have a note as well about the song uh, starting. Um, the song starts abruptly as if you walked into the movie theater on time, but they started playing it five minutes before. And you walk and you're like, oh shit, did I miss something? So I had to restart it thinking that maybe my my um, 
progress bar had skipped forward. But I'm like, no, that's just how the song starts. I'm not yeah, used to like that. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, I'm not used to that at all. But uh. I, didn't, I don't know, didn't have much to, to say about this one. Uh, I didn't latch on to it as well as some of the others, but there were enough like different sounds going on that I could grasp onto something different each listen. So, I mean, it at least it made it interesting. Well, that's good, at least. Yeah. It's, it's just funny with that last note. It just kind of reminds me, uh, in my own personal life, uh, I just went to a, a music festival recently, um, and I even posted it on both my social medias. I went to go see, uh, it was a Conaline Crush and Widemouth Mason. They played back-to-back, essentially, at this festival. Saw a Conaline Crush. They were fantastic. And I was like, okay, we got some, we got, like, about 40 minutes until Wide Mouth Mason comes on. Let's go to the food place. I'm going to get like an ice cream sundae or something. And as we're walking, it turns out they went on, I got the time wrong. They went on a hell of a lot earlier than I anticipated. So I'm waiting in line. Then suddenly I hear these guitars. I'm like, oh, sound check. And then the whole song just starts. I'm like, no, wait, what? (laughs) That happened to me when I went to the same festival a couple years ago. And uh, it was, you know, 90s extravaganza. So it was like Everclear, Tonic, Eve 6. So I'm like, oh, I, I want to watch uh, I want to watch Eve 6 because I, I wanted to Eve watch six. all of them. <laughs> so, well, I actually went for Everclear. It's just I love them as a kid. I Anyways, guess. so like I wanted to see all of them and sing the two or three songs I know. Anyways, so we're standing in line to get our bags checked to get in. And he's like, oh, we're age six. I'm like, oh, my God, let's get inside. Let's go. I ended up missing like two and a half songs. I think they only played like four. Very, very disappointed with that. So I feel I feel the pain. Oh, I I, at the very least, I only missed one song by Wide Mouth Basin because I got my ice cream. We we just immediately walked back to the concert ground. It was all good. So that's not too bad. Because we were in the it's like free admission to the park. Right. So, I mean, like. It didn't have to go anywhere. We were in the park regardless. Yeah, fair enough. Couldn't get too close to the stage, though, so that was the only unfortunate part. But anyways, that's that story, and now we can continue on with this album with a, oh, God, this long-ass song title. Song number five, Schwarzelbenheim. I believe I got that correct. Because it's, yeah. it's spelled out as one long-ass word, but then, I again, I put parentheses, Schwarzelbenheim, or Haim. I put Haim on this one, so... You know what? Whatever you say is better than what I have because I have nothing. Did you say Schwarzenegger? <laughs> uh, no, I this one I got nothing. Um, the next one I just thought of that airline that I still can't even say the word of. Uh, Fantastic. Luf- Lufzana, Lufzana. I don't Couldn't know. Tell you. Someone. someone I know maybe something. like three airlines, and I've never been on a plane before, so. Oh. Then maybe that explains it. I'm a worldly traveler. I've gone from where I am to where I came from. And back again. And back again. And I'll be on Florida. a plane one day. I'm gonna, I plan on flying soon. It Not really. I can't really say soon-ish. Yeah. Uh, eventually, within the yeah. near future, I plan on flying. <laughs> I'm, I am the ideal flying companion. I don't panic. I'm scared of heights, but because the airplane has a floor, does not ma- doesn't matter to me. So you don't sit in the window seats, eh? <laughs> oh, I always sit in the window seats. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't like like if I can look straight down and the thought is like I'm going to fall. No. But if I'm like looking directly like eye level, that's fine. It's not a big deal. What if the plane banks and then when you're looking at you can suddenly see the ground like right right next to you there? Well, I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't count how many rows between me and the uh, 
emergency exit, but I mean, but uh, yeah, I'm always at the, uh, I'm always at the gate like an hour and a half early. So uh, I'd like to say uh, I'm the best flying companion. So if anybody wants to fly me out anywhere, please do. I promise I won't talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I won't. You'll probably tell me to shut up anyway. So it's fine. All right. Song number five, Schwarzolbenheim. Schwarzolbenheim. There you go. I'm, yep. I'm trying. Um, so, uh, again, train of thought. Can't I just listen to this in peace without mentioning the horns? Okay, fine. There are horns. And yes, I like them. Despite what Mr. Bungle's self-titled album review would have you think. Every yes. other review, though. Thumbs yeah. up. Yeah, well. I, I I liked it. Like you said at the beginning, they're just, I don't know. They're well done. They're well done. They're well placed. They're not just, they're not there for the sake of being there. And I well, like they're much that. more formal too. It's not just like yeah. that kind of like freeform kind of stuff that you'd hear in the other albums. Yeah. Or not quite I, freeform, but still. Yeah. I like it. And um <sighs> So at about halfway, when the song gets like real down and dirty, it reminds me of something and I cannot remember what it is. I always make these like musical connections from like, oh, I've heard this before, but I just cannot place what it is. But I like it. Whatever it is, it's something that I enjoy and I like. And I'm going to have to listen to it a million times and just clip that small part and listen to it on repeat until I I get it until I get it. Well, I kind of make two comparisons. So maybe you can pick up on one of them. Although one of them's way more broad than the other. One of them's like very specific. Okay. Uh, so I do like the way the song started. It was like, a, like really kind of a cool mood scene, scene building thing with like strings and horns. I thought that was really nice. But once the Rammstein sounding section of with like the vocals kicked in, I was suddenly let down. Like seriously, the like, after the like the quieter, calmer part, it sounded like a Ramstein song. Really, Ramstein, Ramstein, whatever you want to say. I think it's it's supposed to be pronounced Ramstein, but whatever. I've heard one of their songs, and it's the one you think it is. So I don't know if that was what I. I don't. Is it Duhost? Yeah, it is. That's all I've heard. You've only heard one song by Ramstein. Only one. That's it. I look forward to you doing never hear an a song album. or anything like that. Like the, like this I, sun. I think they wrote. Did they release an album recently? Very recent. Uh, Zeit, and I did it on the new music review as well. Yeah. I saw a music video for one song, and that's the second song I've ever heard from them. Uh, it, yeah, if you saw the... Like, I don't, I fucking I don't even remember the video at this point. I saw it once. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. got to keep talking about this one. Um, the string and woodwind section, just kind of as mentioned like previously, too, like even with like the strings and horns, I feel like the, like, the, the strong point of this track and... I would I don't want to say for every track, but I do enjoy when I hear them. Uh, it just gives the song such a cinematic atmosphere. So that's that's the best like broad term I said when it comes to comparing it to something like it reminds me of some sort of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the song kind of made its point though around like maybe the three minute thirty seven second mark. Saying that the song is five minutes and eighteen seconds. So just having to sit through that extra little bit, almost everything beyond that dragged a little bit. Um, it didn't really do much to remain interesting. That is until the orchestral ending that I enjoyed a lot. But other than that, just like it could have been like a minute shorter. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Keep the orchestral ending though. Really enjoyed that. I think it was really pretty. Uh, for this track, I didn't really notice the length, um, but I do. 
I do notice, and it I do mention it going forward, um, that they just kind of, I don't know, it seems repetitive. And some of them, it's okay. Like, it's fine. You're playing the same sort of riffs, the same bars, whatever. But it's a little different enough that you can kind of, I don't know, you can kind of appreciate the differences in each little part. Um, but there are ones where I'm just like, okay, you just kind of, you're, you're touching it again. You're just, okay, okay. It was done. It was done. It was done. Is it that it's enough slices? Yeah, yeah. So, but I've, I've noticed that just going forward. Um, but uh, this song definitely gives me um, approaching final boss's door, but you're, you know, you're fighting as henchmen before you finally get there. Okay, so you did mention that earlier, and this is where it kind of yeah. felt like that? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, it's like you get the the boss. It's just the with the, I don't know, the Super Nintendo music. It's what I hear with the metal. So, I don't know. It gives me those images. Fair enough, I suppose. I can't agree, but I, hey, you're, we talk about opinions that we disagree on all the time. Yeah, can't disagree, though. You don't have to agree. Don't tell me what I can do. I'm a 32-year-old man. All right, so we will move on. Didn't expect that. (laughs) Didn't expect that at all. Because you said I can't disagree. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. Well, I was going to reference the disclaimer, but when you said that, I'm like, he's not wrong. He's not (laughs) wrong at all. All right. All right, we'll move on to song number six, Yusufheim, which, again, I might be butchering that, but... Or you can call it Lajusulfime. <laughs> but I think Yusulfime is probably the appropriate way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I had no idea about that. Um, but two bars in, uh, you've sold me completely. I like the dramatic acoustic with the wailing guitar on top. Um, can't I even read that one? That one's stupid. Um, <laughs> some of my thoughts, I read them again, and I'm like, you're why'd you write that i feel like Um, you still should i want to reference another band that this makes me think of but i keep going back to metallica so maybe that's it if they started a decade and a half later and had operatic singing huh yeah metallica with operatic singing that god that would that would suck yeah. But granted, yeah. uh Metallica with the SM, like the Metallica and SM thing. That's kind that, of what I was that thinking. That was pretty cool though. I did yeah. really like that album. Oh good. I'm glad I read that because like you did not shit on it as much as I thought you were gonna just, just as uh, if they had operatic singing, that would have yeah. been god awful. But other than that, yeah. with that orchestra, fuck it, that was that was great. What about what about Metallica and Axel Rose? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing with Axel Rose. Nothing at all. <laughs> not even Axel Rose. <laughs> all right, moving on. Um so I could see myself learning the words to this song phonetically just to participate. Maybe like I've, I've Challenge watched, accepted. I've watched some blank at Budokan videos, either Cheap Trick or Dream Theater again. And you, you hear them all singing, but you know that English isn't their first language. So they're only learning it phonetically so they can sing to the band. I would totally do that. That kind of just reminded me of something real quick. Have you ever bought a live CD before? Like, I'm pretty sure you have. CD, tape, I don't anything. think I've actually bought one myself, but I've definitely handled one, listened to one, yeah. 
Okay, because I would say I've bought quite a few in my life, and the very first one I ever bought was Ozzy Osbourne Live at the Budokan. Yeah, it's like everybody plays there. I don't even know what it is. It, it's like the O2 Arena in London, but it's in Japan, essentially. Like, it is, like, hmm. the biggest place you can play in Japan. Like, if you play there, you're, you're hot shit, essentially. Oh, so, like, you, you can't just sense. be, you can't be, like, fucking Guster. <laughs> There's yeah. your episode 10 callback. You can't be Guster and play at the fucking boot again. You have to you have to be Ozzy Osbourne. You have to be yeah. like Guns N' Roses or whatever. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because a lot of the ones are like blank act. And I've just I never really pieced that together. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely learn the words um, to not only this song to many others uh, just to see them live and just feel like part of the show, you know? Just experience the sound. Just be quiet and appreciate the music. That's all you got. No, do. I have to ruin other people's uh, recordings. Oh yeah, so the, you're just the like the sole voice that can be heard on the recording. Uh, yeah, yeah and it's not singing; it's screaming. And yeah, you can't even hear yourself scream, so you, the tune is like nowhere near like what it should be. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but I was appreciating the much softer and smoother opening as well, you know, with the acoustic guitar and everything like that. I thought that was really cool. Still turns into a slightly heavy track, but this one just still feels tamer overall, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, another nice addition of uh, woodwinds and strings in this one. Really, that's probably been my favorite part of the album is just like hearing those t- types of things. And I already kind of made that note earlier, too. Um yeah, just I really in, it's really enjoyable tones and textures just being added by that kind of stuff. So it does a lot more than just your straightforward metal song. So yeah, good work. Um, I love the lead work on the electric guitar in this song. It's really playful and drives the narrative forward. So I thought that was great. Like when I say drives the narrative forward, I mean like again, I try to think of this album like instrumentally, not so much with the vocals uh-huh. and. You can tell just as good a story with instrumentals as you could with vocals. Like I'm one of those people who are like who will defend that to the death. Um, and so I, I feel like just it did a good job of pressing the story forward or pushing it, I should say. Um, I'm not really big on a lot of the abrupt endings on this album. I don't. I'm very picky with abrupt endings depending on how it's done. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been every song on this album so far, but even it's been like enough now that like I'm starting to recognize it and I have to make a note of it. And it mm-hmm. does happen a, a handful of times more like going forward. Just, I don't know. It just, it feels like they were like, you know, they're playing the song and then just like, Oh, we have to wrap. We have five seconds. Okay. Got to wrap it up and just like do that. Like last little like ring out note and that's it. It's over. It's like, I don't know. It just, it feels so sudden and just incomplete. I don't know. There are some times that I will notice that and mention it, but in the grand scheme of things, even outside this album, I don't, I don't really mind that at all. I, I would rather that than fucking. Okay. So my, my favorite Asia song, only time will tell. Okay. No one ever I, said that phrase ever. Love, my favorite I Asia song. I <laughs> love that song. I love that song. Anyways. That so band. what fucking kills me about that fucking song is they're they're singing the verses chorus yada yada regular song then you get to the end and the song rings out but they start singing a new a new verse with like new idea than the whole song and then the song ends i'm like excuse me excuse you just excuse me 
Like they completely blue ball me every single time I hear that song. I feel so like sometimes I'd rather it just fucking end than you start singing a brand new verse and then have the song end. Now, I, I I don't really have super encyclopedic knowledge of this show. Like I can tell you what episode is what, but I feel like you've made that point before. The exact same point so. about the exact same thing, but an abrupt ending. And then you brought up Asia as the example. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's how you know. It's just it's it angers me. I'm uh, almost positive I've said it before. Yeah. Shout out to anyone who can like point me to what episode <laughs> that was said because I, I like I I'm like 95 percent sure you've mentioned that before. Yeah, I've never complained about that to anyone else, but I feel like I've done this before. So yeah, um, but it's annoying. So sometimes I'd rather it just completely just end. Hey, this is the show to get your musical gripes out on. I mean, like, that's what we're music commentary, music review. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't start another verse when you're ending a song. Stop it. Rappers do that all the time. The song ends and then they'll kind of like go into this other new song and then just kind of cuts off after a minute. No. I noticed that when I first listened to Tyler, the creator. Yeah. I've never heard his music, but just him as an as a human being. He's a fucking troll and it's great. (laughs) I love him so much. Oh my god. Any any video clip that I have seen of him, whether it's live at a concert addressing the crowd, whether it's in an interview, whether it's his Twitter account, Jesus. No, I haven't. Oh my god. Have you seen him on Loiter Squad? No, I have seen him with Nardwar. Oh, yeah, like five times. He's done it like five times with Nardwar. I, I absolutely love it. Just his personality is just, I love it. I haven't heard his music though. I really, I hope it doesn't ruin anything, but. Is, like, I, I think it's entertaining. Depending yeah. on what you're listening to. But anyways, we're talking about rap. We're supposed to be talking about Therion. <laughs> so I guess we'll move on to song number seven, Muspelheim. Yes. Or Muspelheim for you Americans. <laughs> just really picking on the Americans today. Oh my God. It's be- oh, no, okay. Uh, I'm doing this for a reason, by the way. Like, I, whenever I say like the America thing, because before I was like looking up videos on how like you know like Scandinavian Germanic type people would say these words, yeah. I went to like one of those digital translators, like the Google Translate type thing, and there's different options. And when you go to the American ones, it's the most stereotypical like America doesn't know how to speak foreign languages like pronunciation you'd ever hear. Yeah, and so I'm just like. And one of them was like, like Southern, like Texan or like Alabama or something oh like that. God. So like it had that, like that swagger and that, that's like slang to the, like the way they spoke. And I was just like, this yeah. is too much. Oh my God. Or you put it in and instead of reading the word back to you, it just says speak English. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Learn speak, English. Speak American. Yeah. <laughs> Oh I thought you were American. All right, but anyways, it's number seven, Muspelheim. See, we're going on all these tangents again. This is what you came here for, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, for a little while in the song, it took about fifty seconds to finally kick into something. I was worried it was going to be a just like an interlude, like full of like chanting and operatic singing, and. Yes. Obviously, I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, God, no, please. Like anything I liked about this album is not in this song. Yeah. Thankfully, with some patience, I was treated to some much faster metal passages, which was uh, just it was a great treat at that point because I was 50 seconds in and I was like, it's only a two minute and 14 second song. So I was very nervous. that like, oh, God, this song is going to suck and it's going to tank. This is going to go through her eyes. But it didn't. Thankfully, it didn't. That, that's gonna be a thing forever. I need yeah, that, I need yeah. that on a shirt or a hat or a mug or something. Yeah. Uh, 
there are smaller vocal parts in this one that have like this heavy chorus effect on them that were like playing through like the background of the verses and stuff. It was brief and quieter, but I really liked the way they sounded with the effect on it. So like, I guess good job on throwing that in. I guess that's the first positive thing I said about the vocals in this entire review so far. Yeah. But I thought it was cool. It, it, it actually, now to anyone listening, hear me out for a second. It reminded me when we covered the Kate Bush album and I can't remember what song, Waking the Witch maybe, I think it was called. And like her voice was on like that chopper effect that was kind of going through and you couldn't really understand it. It was like really weird. That I just, I, it kind of reminded me of that. And like, I liked when that happened in that, that Kate Bush track. So I do, I like the way it happened in this song too. Yeah. Um, and I do love the guitar work in the back half of the track overall. Um, it's just a lot of fun stuff is happening, just both electric and acoustic. So yeah, just a lot of fun in a lot of, like a very short track. Granted the first third of it, not too big on. Yeah. So everything I have, uh, you've pretty much touched on, but I'm going to repeat it anyways, uh, because I can't. Hey. Um, the beginning of this definitely reminds me of the big rec song Head Together, where it just has the, uh, at the beginning. Uh, I am reminded of that, uh, but then quickly reminded that this is not that. Um but uh, but yeah, my ninth grade guitar teacher used to pay, used to play Gregorian chants for us. Uh, don't know how that fit in, um, but that's kind of what this felt like. Um, guitar teacher, you said? Yeah, I, like I know what I Gregorian chant is, and that just that's so that's an odd choice. I think he was the biggest pothead. Um, Likely. <laughs> uh, so my ne- my next note is so relaxing. Oh my God. No, it's not. Psych. Um, and that the beginning felt more like an interlude to the second half. Um, the melodies so far to me are very memorable. And I do find myself humming bits and pieces of different songs. I do have to go back because I don't know if it's because the song titles aren't in English that I just don't remember what part that I'm humming is in what song. So I think I have a general idea Then I'll go and I'll skim the song. I'm like, okay, it's this one. Remember this. Remember. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember at all, but there's at least 10 different um, guitar riffs or sort of melodies that'll just play over in my head. Like as soon as you hear baby shark, it's in your head. It's like that. I'm so thankful that song never got in my head. Like, I know what it is. I've heard it. I've been exposed to it more than once. And for some reason, never got caught in my head. And I'm no earworm. I will never look back on that. Don't have to. Lucky. I I have too big of a brain that it definitely got stuck in there more than once. Big empty brain. All right. So (laughs) I hope everyone saw that. If they didn't, there it is. How do you do an audio middle finger? Oh, yeah, it just says, fuck you. That's, that's essentially what the audio middle finger is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, audio listeners, they they get the polite Savannah. Uh, YouTube uh, viewers, I'm sorry. Yeah, they get they get the, uh, the raw, just absolutely intense, uncut, brutal, rude, whatever, Savannah. <laughs> Sassy. Yeah. That's one way to sum it up, yes. All right, then we will move on to song number eight. Uh, now, how'd you say this pronounced? Cause you, you said it differently than I have it. Um, in, in the song, I heard him go. Nifolhim. Nifolhim. He goes, Nifolhim. 
Nifelhim. I think that's what I hear. Nifelhim. 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 Nifelheim. Either or. Nifelheim. I don't know. Jeez. Again, this is the part. This is the problem of speaking English in no other language. <laughs> well, this is actually one of the songs where one of the the riffs comes after the words, so it's easy to know what song it came from. Supposing so. <laughs> Well, what else do you like about it? Oh, God, nothing. I'm just kidding. Um, the uh, guitar riffs, again, I've said this multiple times. They're good on this album. I can't really discern what it is that I like about it aside from it. They're just pleasing to my ears. I like it. Um, I feel like there was a lot going on at the beginning. Not that there wasn't a lot going on this whole time. Um, but I do respect the woodwinds and I can't believe it took me this long to mention them myself, but I respect the woodwinds and they totally carved a place in this song. I think they did on most of the album, to be honest. Yeah. As, yeah. Cause I've already made a few notes about it and saying like, it's been my favorite part of the album up to this point. And realistically yeah. for the rest of the album too, not saying that like the guitars are bad. Like I love the guitar work and I love the instrumentals. Again, it just comes down to the vocals, but the yeah. woodwood, there's something about like the, the, like, yeah, the orchestral parts that I'm just really enjoying more in this one. Yeah. That was a pun. I want to see if you got it. Um, carved it. I will in edit. I will, yeah. I will in editing. Excellent. When I actually um, pay attention to you. Beautiful. That hurts. Um, I I would definitely play this song while working out at the gym when I decide to go to the gym. Um, it's just, it gives me this, not like this, I don't know how to describe it other than it feels like it gives me like a powerful energy. I don't know. Hey, you get that like aura it. around you now that's just building up like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, hame, hame. that is how I felt. Aww. Yeah. I was more Sailor Moon, but yes. It's, uh, they were both on Funimation in the end anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Fair. And also, I'm pretty sure in the 90s, they were on like right after one another. Like, here's Sailor Moon. Next, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I was in a Sailor Moon and uh, Power Rangers. I think Dragon Ball Z may have came a little later, but that was more my brother. But Maybe. Yeah, anyways. Anyways, you know too much about me already. Stop talking. 41 episodes in, I would certainly hope I know something about you. Oh, oh Shit. Shit. Welcome to the psychology course. It's been a ruse this entire time. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then all my family members start stepping out from behind you at your house. We have like over like 40, I would guess like 45 hours worth of podcast right now. So there's all of that just breaking you down one by one. To be fair, though, you have called me out on the soundboard talking about that Asia song. I don't like bitching about horns yet still liking them. So I'd like to say that, that what 45 hours, if you condense that to like 10 hours of actually meaningful, non-repetitive comments, it's really nothing. I would love a compilation of every time you've contradicted yourself in a a review. Oh my God. Oh my God. I like it. I hate it. I like it. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I will not argue that. That that would be very entertaining. It's saddening at the same time. So, yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about Niflheim, 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 whatever. We're talking about number eight now. So Yes. <laughs> I think the vocals in the intro, another part where I like the vocals, actually, uh, they were my favorite section of vocals so far because I love those, like, cascading, like, overlaps. They actually sounded really good and they were all really well done. So I, I really enjoyed the way that sounded. I love that kind of like 
audio effect it has on you, like when you're trying to imagine some imagery or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this wouldn't sound impossibly out of place in some like early 2000s metal, but not necessarily new metal. Mm-hmm. But just, I don't know, I can hear this song being played in like the year 2002, maybe in a hot topic or something like that. When did this album come out again? 2001. <laughs> hey, that's why that explains everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I I must have missed that because I thought it was like in the last decade, but now I'm clearly wrong. Yeah, so yeah. that literally answers that. It doesn't even really answer, but it really emphasizes my point of why I would probably. I don't know if you'd hear this in a hot topic even back then because that was like more new metal. Uh, emo wasn't quite a thing yet, but yeah, uh, we were getting there kind of. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some pop punk. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm not huge on the horns towards the back half of the track, though, because like it's on top of the string section. Though I will say like there are like many interesting layers all over the place on this track, including the horns. But like, I don't know, I'm not wasn't big on the way they sounded in this particular song. Just yeah, I don't know. Didn't do much for me. It sounded kind of tacky a little bit. Um, probably didn't need to be over four and a half minutes because the song is four minutes and thirty six seconds. I didn't mind the percussive drum and bass ending, though, but, I mean, still, it's just, eh, just, even being four and a half minutes felt like it dragged a bit. The hand drums at the end were cool, but intensity, the guitar seemed to just stop, and it felt kind of weird to me. There wasn't like a, hey, maybe the hand drums will play over the guitar, then the guitar dies. They were just sort of butted up against each other, and it just kind of felt like it came out of nowhere, Um, but... They sounded good on their own, just juxtapositioned uh, to the guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's all I have for Nightfall Heaven. Then I guess we can just move on. I like how we had a huge tangent. We didn't have much to say about it. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, that's usually how things work. If yeah. we don't have much to say about a song, we just... Let's talk about something else for a minute. Let's kill time. Well, there's Well, there's always just this one thing that will spark like a thought then that thought starts a conversation then that conversation starts another conversation before we know it it's like 12 30 in the morning and we're like oh crap we're only on song three and we started this podcast damn at eight it. o'clock yeah exactly <laughs> god damn it you know how much editing chris has to do god and you know god. how much time i have to do it like we were literally recorded this like five days before it goes out god damn it and it's I have funny a full-time job because halfway through saying that it was supposed to be a joke then I realized that is probably because I won't stop talking so I'm gonna stop now <laughs> I'm gonna unveil I'm gonna pull back the curtain just a bit like so I have to do the video and audio editing but for the video editing once I clean up the audio and everything like that I overlay the audio so that way it matches the video and then I then I play it all front to back so I know what to cut but the thing is I watch it at like 1.7 speed so like cuz that way I can, I can I know I still know when to cut I can still recognize it but like it moves way fucking faster so it cuts down yeah. my editing time a little bit so that's all good That's good that's good I hope some of the things I say fly under the radar I ended up hearing everything in editing, and I'm just like, Alrighty then, song <laughs> number nine. Don't give me that look. Song number nine, Vanaheim. Okay, I do want to say just about the title. Uh, it sounds like Vanna White went out to party and claimed Anaheim as her city, drunkenly calling it Vanaheim, where it's like, welcome to Vanaheim. Meanwhile, she's, she's probably like, done that too. She's like, yeah, maybe. And then she's Pat like, Sager just smacked her in the face or something. I don't know. He seems well, like the like, guy to do it. They're like in a limo and he's sitting in the limo and she's standing outside the uh like the moon roof and is just screaming into you know California air. But that's what I got from the title. Not the song, just the title. 
Yes, as far as I'm concerned, Vanna White has nothing to do with this song. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so, not that I'm thinking that this song sounds too familiar to other tracks. Like, I kind of got that feeling, but not so much. Like, I won't say that. But I feel that there hasn't really been too many fresh ideas compositionally now, at, mm-hmm. like, as we're kind of in the back half of the album. Um, this album is really kind of written a fairly straight path getting from first song to last so far. Like there have been some like exciting moments and like some interesting things happening, but overall it's just one of those things where it's like you realize maybe it's in within the lines, but the lines are maybe just like way wider than other albums would be. Yeah. Um, again though, I enjoyed the guitar leads throughout the track. It's likely one of the bigger parts really moving these songs along really well. So it's just another thing for me to really appreciate uh, the drums towards the end, like the double kicks and everything were really great. I liked how the pacing really picked up, but, but why did part of that section remind me of take on me? The chord progression, I heard like, dan, 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 like, and I was just, for some reason, the first thing I in my head was that. take, the first thing I thought of was take on me. Cause I also heard horns too. I was like, oh man, yeah. that's, that's a weird comparison to get. Dang. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get that at all. Um, and the ending was just kind of all over the place and then suddenly nowhere at all. And that, I don't know, I noted it before, but still just noticing it now about the abrupt ending, just, there was a lot going on and then there was just suddenly nothing. It just, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't work. The ending didn't work. Yeah. Didn't sit well with you because it's already gone. Took off. More or less. Like, I'm just like, you were getting exciting. You were doing something cool. And it's not, not one of those like strategic cuts either. It's just like. They, again, they, it's like, oh, we have five seconds left. Okay, wrap it up. Like that same idea again. Just uh, kind of yeah. bored of it. Yeah, I I can understand that. I did really like the acoustic guitar riff at the beginning. Um, now, this is another example of the song playing what I would expect. Now, when I listen to new songs, sometimes my brain will kind of predict what like how the line's going to end or what the drum pattern's going to be. And a lot of the times that's not how the song goes at all. This one, how I was thinking about it was how it was written. So it was kind of strange because that's never happened to me before. I'm usually wildly left field when it comes to sort of um, anticipating what's to come. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Um, I would, I guess maybe not bad, uh, detrimental thing where it's just playing what I would expect it to and didn't really veer too much off. But then again, I do kind of like that I was able to anticipate that. So I'm kind of up in the air with that. Um, it is very catchy to have the vocals follow the guitar riff um, again, it's another quality of having sort of an earworm when, whether you're listening to the vocals or the, uh, the music, it's just the same melody and it's just going to stick in there. So maybe that was done strategically. Um, but aside from that, the imagery I got from this one is this is the part where you escape the trees and find yourself in a meadow, but there is a horde of soldiers coming towards you over the hill. And that's what I got from this one. How intense. And the thing is, like, we're getting so close to the end of the album now, so this album's got to end somehow. Like, oh, yeah. the story has to end somehow. Oh, yeah, you're dead. You're so dead. <laughs> that or Either like, run back into the trees, or they come get you. That or it's like a deus ex machina, where just, like, all the soldiers are coming, but then they all just, like, get struck by lightning and die, and boom, God helped you. There you go. That's it. 
That is the most mm. anticlimactic. That's finish. why the, 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 a lot of movies do that. The Deus Ex Machina, which I think it literally translates to like Hand of God or Machine of God or something like that, where it basically it's just like, yeah, some sort of uh, like intervening to save the hero, essentially. Oh. And it's just, it's so always like bullshit. A trope? Yes. Oh, my I've God, never... is it? I've never heard like that title before. If you, like you can even go on like TV tropes or something like that and look it up mm-hmm. and the examples that'll give you be like, Oh my God, I know all of these. Oh dang. Okay. Yeah. I've it, never it, heard it, that it, term before. It, it gets really annoying after a while when you start like recognizing patterns yeah. in movies and TV shows that do that. It's just like, eh. like how, how, how is he going to get out of this? Oh, everything worked out in the end. It's like, it's like watching food network where before the commercial, it's like, oh no, I didn't make enough buttercream. <gasps> and then after the commercial, they're like, luckily I had a reserve. And it's like, yeah, there was no problem solving. It was fine the whole time. One, one of the, ah. like, one of the easiest examples yeah. of Deus Ex Machina is like in the beginning of a movie where one, like there's two good guys and one of them like dies, quote unquote, like, oh yeah. no, they're gone. And then at the end of the movie, facing off against the bad guy. Him. Yeah. The bad guy is just about to kill the good guy. And then boom, yeah. good guy number two comes back. Deus Ex Machina. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's bullshit. I always hated it. It's it's such a trope, I and I hate that. it. I can see that. Alrighty then, song number ten, penultimate track of the album, Helheim. And okay. immediately, I'll just say right off the beginning, the operatic singing again. Like it's not even just the background choir stuff. It's like when they some of them take the lead. It annoys yeah. me. And this one just oh, I'm so glad we're close to the end of the album because I was getting really bothered by it. Um. Now this isn't like completely dead on. Um, but am I the only one who hears America the Beautiful when the high vocals come in? Because it was like, I don't, I can't even like repeat it, but it was just sort of like, dun, 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 dun. and all I heard was just, oh, gracious, guys. <laughs> I'm like, oh I my God. I, I guess I, I never picked up, up on it. <laughs> I had to look up the lyrics to actually see if that, yeah. I, I heard America the Beautiful. I hate, I, the fact I thought of that, I hated it. Didn't hate the song. Um, but I don't have many notes for this one. I don't think there's much to say about this one that I haven't already said. Um, at least this song to me doesn't sound like end of album because, you know, sometimes as you get closer to the end of the album, it kind of feels like they just sort of, they're trying to bury certain songs near the end. And uh, there are a couple albums that I'll listen to where I just won't listen to like the last three last two songs like whatever but this one kind of feels like it could have been anywhere on the album and it would have been fine my second note starting to get end of album vibes (laughs) (laughs) ah it wouldn't be a show without that the instrumentals do a good job producing that the journey is almost over type feeling yep i i got (laughs) i did not i did not for the next one i did this one i didn't I didn't even realize that the song was even coming to an end, too. That's kind of the funny part. It's only three minutes and 18 seconds long. Like, unfortunately, nothing much was, like, catching me about it. But, like, I still love the subtle horns and, like, the winds in the background, as I've said for most tracks already. But other than that, like, there isn't much more for me here in the way of being excited. So, like, I don't know. I I, I guess I the reason why I wrote the first part of that note, like, I didn't realize the song was coming to an end, was because I guess I was trailing off as I was listening to it just... There wasn't much keeping my attention because it was just like, you know, your basic metal kind of like progression, like, ooh, like some weird theatrical things type happening. But yeah, we're on song 10 where this has been happening for the entire album. So just like, 
you got to do something else now. You're lucky we're getting towards the end. Yeah. I, for me, it didn't really feel like they were doing the same things where it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like a plate of vegetables, but they're all green, right? They're different vegetables. They taste different, but when you look at them, they're all green. They're all painted green. And it's just, that's kind of how I felt with all the songs up until now, where sure, when you listen to them, like they're going to sound different. They're presented a little differently, but when you look at them all together, it's all just sort of green. You know what I mean? A very healthy plate. I understand completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alrighty then. We'll move on to the final track of the album. Sorry, Savannah. What's this? What is this one called? Like oh. I, I had trouble pronouncing this one. Yeah. No, no, no I practiced this one. All right. Secret of the Runes. Secret. Sec. Okay. Uh, I think I get Secret of the Runes. It's secret. E. Long E. I'll, I'll, I'll just, tr- I'll trust that you're saying it correctly. So yes, yeah. that's the song. Yeah. I did a translator thing. Um, I did it in, uh, in American as well. And this is what I got. So. Oh, cause I would assume that American would say secret of the runnies. So. <laughs> Imagine it's like a robotic voice. Secret, secret of the of runnies. The runnies. <laughs> Ugh, terrible. All right. Uh, well, yeah, we're at the last track here and I do like some of the guitar passages in this one. Again, there are some good ideas on display in this song as there has been in past ones too, but it just, it never really did too much with these ideas. And I mean, I guess it's okay to have this note now considering we're at the end of the album. So it's, it's not like, Oh, I got to put up with like eight more songs or five more songs or something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's not so bad, whatever. It's just kind of wrapping itself up. Um, it would have been good though, to have like a good slight change of tone to like wrap up the album. But I mean, like, you know, we've got more or less a lot of the same. Yeah. This song didn't feel like an end of the album at all. Like it really didn't feel like it tied any sort of loose ends. Yeah. And my last note, speaking of tying up loose ends, it's really just me ranting. I'm going to read it front to back here. Why the hell is this a five and a half minute song with a total fade out by the time four minutes and 28 seconds hit? No secret message, no song extension. Am I missing something? Why an entire minute of silence? If I wanted silence to reflect on the album, I'd take my headphones off when the song faded out originally. Okay. During the Bush episode, I complained that the last track wasn't a hidden track. Now I'm wondering, why isn't there a hidden track? The song ended at 4.30 and the last minute is silence. And that was what I wrote. What would you do if Bush's ex-girlfriend's song was the hidden track at the end of this one? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it'd be hilarious, but also dumb at the same time. Oh my God. That would be At least it would have a purpose at that point, right? It would be such a weird crossover. Yeah, it's like we're promoting an album that came out like a decade ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But just the fact like I had to go back and I'm like, like, did I miss something? Is there something really quiet? There's nothing. Nothing at all. It was an entire Yeah, I literally cranked the volume. I was like, there's got to be like whispering or something. Yeah. Like like that silence is good if you're doing like a vinyl record runoff. Yeah. But this is like this was on Spotify. So, I mean, just cut out the minute. Let the song fade out. Maybe maybe like five, ten seconds of silence just to show that the song is indeed over. And that's it. Not a yeah. minute. Yeah. It was weird. I didn't like it. Um, clearly, you didn't as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think that with all of the songs so far being in what I assume to be Swedish, 
um, the song titles and most of the lyrics, if not, well, I guess most of them. Yeah, there's um, some English ones in there too. I think it'd be hilarious if this song was English title, English lyrics, sung very um, articulately. It would just like very last song would just be like, "What? Okay, American pull the brakes." Pop punk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is happening? Um, but I did get sort of end of album feelings. It kind of felt a little slower to me, and kind of felt like, "Okay, it's over. Go home now." And uh, again, guitar riffs are good and I like them. Um, like you've stated before, it does kind of feel sort of, I don't know, like I'm listening to the same thing, but presented differently, but I like the way that it's done. Yeah. Fair enough, but just, I don't know. I, I obviously didn't feel the same way about it. Just no, again, nothing really grabbed my attention about this to make me want to note something different. Yeah. I understand but, that. But that's okay, though, because we are now at the end of the album, Theron's Secret of the Runes. We made it, didn't we? We did. And now that I'm looking at my song ranking, you're going to ask me to say these, and I am not looking forward to it. That's okay. I, at least I know how to say them. That's the important yeah. part. Uh, it starts with a G is the one I will say. Oh, yeah. Ginunga Gap. Yes, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's somewhere on the list. And I guess we have to find out where that song and all the other 10 songs mm -hmm. go on this list. So I guess we'll just transition over now. So above our heads, boom, mm -hmm. graphics have changed. There are names, there are numbers. And we have to put songs next to those numbers because that's what we always do at this point in the show. Yeah. And uh, no, JP didn't give me any sort of song ranking list of his own. He didn't even tell me what his number, number his number one was. Uh, but that's okay. I mean, hey, if you're watching this, just let us know down in the comments. Well, like, what's your list look like? By all means. Yes. And the rest of you too. You can all do that down in the comments. It's all good. Uh, YouTube or audio doesn't really matter. If there's a comment section somewhere. Just go ahead and write there. Oh yeah. I always want to know because yours and mine tend to be well. There are the off times where they're fairly similar, but a lot of them, they are sort of opposite. And I'd like to see what others think of this to see if they're closer to your list or my list. And so far, I haven't gotten to see that yet. So just anyone who wants to listen to this and wants to do that, I just want to see who's better. Although, although didn't... Wasn't it during TV on the radio and Kate Bush where like each person who requested their, their number one song was yeah. like your last song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm trying to get a new person to do it so that I can prove that I'm right when I've been disproved the last couple of times. I just right. need some redemption. All right, JP, you got a job to do. You're either, you're either going to make her look good or you're going to make her look foolish. This is your job now. But now you're going to find out exactly where everything goes. And we will I'll start off by saying I have three question marks here. And that's about it. Uh, we All are right. two weeks in a row of uh, being shut out. So we're either going to get a hat trick of shutouts here or we're actually going to get something. This one's hard. I don't know. Because we both had, had kind of had a hard time reviewing it. I'll yeah. be optimistic. I'll be foolishly optimistic and say two. Uh, I'm going to say zero. Uh, I, this is literally the first time I've ever listened to you and I do not have a lot of hope for any matches, um, because the ones you're like, yeah, what I was really feeling, I'm looking at my score going, oh no, <laughs> oh no. Well, I mean, so, yeah, now I hope you're right. I do hope you're right. I, hey, at least one would be better, right? Like, yeah. All right. And I can't wait to hear you pronounce these songs, but we'll start with song number 11, Niflheim. 
uh, Helheim. See that one. That one's pretty easy. Yeah. Thank God. All right. Uh, number ten. Secret of the Runes. I don't want to do this. I don't. I don't want to offend anybody. Don't uh, everyone. No one offends. Remember the, the disclaimer at the beginning. Anyway. Okay. I'm just gonna say it stupidly then. Muspelheim. Muspelheim. You know what? If I'm going to offend someone, I might as well do it knowingly. Yeah, we already said, like, we don't know the language. We're just reading yeah. the song titles. We're not purposely trying to make fun of the language or anything. Yeah, that's why I was glad that you had to read them during, like, during the review. Hey, like, and I looked God. it up. I looked them up, so I was, I feel like it was at least close. I at least tried. But Fair. watch, I said, I said one thing wrong, and I actually said, like, an offensive slur in a different oh, language. God. It's like, oh, jeez. Oh, and oh, that's no. going to get clipped. Number nine, Helheim. Uh, Secret of the Runes. Secret. Oh, that one was that was someone you pronounced. Yeah, that's the other one I knew. Uh, number eight, Midgard. Uh, Jotunheim. I, I I no, that's not. Uh, which one is that? <laughs> is that the Jotunheim? Jotunheim. Yeah, okay, Jotunheim. Yeah, yeah. Because looking at how they're spelled versus how we're saying them is like throwing me <laughs> off a little bit. I uh, uh number seven Schwarzalbenheim Sh- Sh- Schwarzalbenheim Asgard Asgard number six Yusulfheim uh Nifelheim Nifelheim oh my god are we actually gonna get shut out again for a third fucking week in a row I feel like it number five Vanaheim uh the first track. Ganunga Gap. My number four is Ganunga Gap. My number four is, oh, fucking hell. Uh, the long one that starts with an S. <laughs> Schwarzalbenheim. Yeah, that's it. Let's try Schwarz. It's fine. Uh... Oh yeah, we're going zero. That's it. It's over. We got nothing else. Third week in a. This is a terrible way to end the season. Oh, we're not at the end of the season yet, but we're getting there. Holy Great. shit! Great. Number three, Asgard. Midgard. One of the guards. Number two, Muspelheim. Vanaheim. It's Vanaheim, baby. And number one, Jotunheim. Oh fucking hell. Uh, the one that starts with an L. That yeah. one's difficult. <laughs> I'm looking at my list. Oh, you self I am. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure how to, what's silent and what's not. You self I am. Although I, I will state this. It, it was weird on Spotify versus literally everywhere else I looked. I don't know if one is misspelt over the other. I don't know if there's different spellings of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different ones like uh, I, th- I think Yusfelheim uh, was one of the ones that had like a different spelling, but it was very similar. Yeah. It like It looked like some things were like misspelled uh, on one or the other. I, so I don't know what to go by. So I, that's why I think I'm like, I'm saying something is wrong. Or like someone uses an O, but then someone else uses a U kind of Actually, thing. Actually, uh, Usfelheim, uh, I think there was an O in when I looked it oh. up and then A on Spotify. Oh, shit. I don't know. But regardless, yeah. Oh, my God. Shout out again. Zero for 11. So mm-hmm. that means we are, what, what is that? 26, uh, 30, zero for 37 over the last three weeks. That is brutal. 
Now, if we if we were an NHL goalie, that those would be great numbers. But we're reviewing songs; those are awful numbers. The worst you could ask for. A golf- or a golf or a golfer, right? Is it like uh, lower? No, you need like a negative number? score. At least being oh. on zero. Zero means you're at par, at least. So that's that's not terrible at all. Oh, but it's not good. It's not mm. bad. At least, at least you're not going over and getting bogeys and shit. But anyways, that's sports. That's golf. I, I don't like golf. It's not not bad, unlike three in a row with no matches. A hat trick of shutouts. Oy, oy, oy. Shitouts is what it is. Yeah, if we better change next week, I swear to God. Anyways, uh, while I threaten Savannah off screen, I'm going to go ahead and transition screens now for the video viewers and just for everyone else listening. It's, it's time for the album rating, so let's switch the screens now. Whoosh. Woo. Boy, oh boy, it's the album rating chart that we have here on the show on Rate the Record. I mean, of course, this is the uh, this is the main course. This is what you all came for. You want to know yeah. exactly what we think of this album and where it ends up on our oh so prestigious list, if you want to call it that, I guess. <laughs> and look and look at that ever since last week we did how to destroy angels with welcome oblivion it's right between cynic and kevin gilbert we now have a second row to the b tier just because of how many b tier albums there are yeah i played no part in that haha <laughs> it was mostly me Woo. probably because i'm pretty sure like at least the well the top two in the b tier for sure i i listed as a tier albums yeah, yeah. And probably just, other ones too, but they like it's like when you're doing high jump and you just graze the bar, they still disqualify you because you grazed the bar, but you were so close. Yeah. And actually I think I give like an eighty two percent to TV on the radio and eighty percent to Queens of the Stone Age, and like those are still yeah. way down there in the B tier. Yeah. That's your fault. Yeah, I'll take it. Alrighty, well then we're also going to have to go ahead and uh, take the results of this week's rating for this album. But of course, uh, I guess you go first. No, no, actually, I guess I go first this week because I. Yeah, because you would have gone first last week for How to Destroy Angels, right? Damn right. The good thing I know how this process works. I can never remember who does what. So, yeah, (laughs) that's fine. Whatever. I don't mind going first. I'll do it. So, yeah, uh, again, uh, not super familiar with symphonic metal and everything like that. Uh, didn't hate the album, but wasn't super blown away by it. 72.27%. Uh, I scored it higher than I thought I was going to, but the guitar riffs are incredibly memorable and I really liked them. Um, operatic singing or not, I still really like the music and I scored mine 77.93. Uh, it's gonna be another B tier album, is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what else you expect unless you were really rooting for a C. I honestly don't know what I was rooting for, but I, yeah. I mean, I've just come to grow to grow to accept that at this point, we're just likely B tiering things. Yeah. But with that said, your score of seventy-seven point nine three and mine is seventy-two point two seven. That brings us to a grand total of seventy-five point one. Pretty much dead smack center of the B tier. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess where it is with your knowledge? Uh, shit, if I, well, it's more than Pearl Jam. Yeah. I don't. And I, I, I actually is it between Fishbone and Pearl Jam? It is not. It is between Tripping Daisy and Radiohead. Well, that's a hell of a lot harder than I would have thought. Yeah. So that means it's gonna go all the way over here. There you go. Just hi, how you guys doing over here? 
<laughs> and then that means that now Porcupine Tree has to get moved down to the uh, second row of the B tier just to fit everything in. But uh, good news for you, that means Blood Sugar Sex Magic will no longer be number one on section two. Yay! Okay, I'll take that. See, I knew you'd like that much. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know what? I feel like that's an album maybe I should listen to again. Which like, one? just on my own time, uh, the Chili Peppers. Just like on my own time and, you know. Just maybe... ignore Anthony's rapping. Most people don't yeah. like it anyway. But the thing yeah. is, like, they are incredible musicians. So, I mean, like, it's hard. Yeah. Look, and it's one of their most influential albums they've ever released aside from Californication. But this one's always, like, the gold standard type thing. Yeah. I think, personally, I'm getting better at reviewing. Um, I mean, I that's pretty subjective to the listeners. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should give that just a personally give it another chance hey why not yeah so if on your rate the record bingo card you had a b-tier album for episode 41 we'll go ahead and just dab that hopefully you got the bingo i hope you won something out of it uh, i got i got nothing i just i'm waiting for your quips you, you always try to be clever and then when i give you that space you're just like yeah what <laughs> Maybe, well one one um i'm i'm exhausted from what i just listened to um and i don't know i just i've just looking at at the tier list and uh i do feel like there are some albums that maybe i have rated slightly unfairly or you know paid too much attention to this or that so i'm just kind of thinking i'm like which ones would i want to go back and redo so I'm just kind of stuck in that uh, that sort of thought uh, there. Are we, also, are, we, are we getting into redux mode now? Oh, we might be. Oh, we, it's a, season three revved up. We're not doing an episode for redux. It would literally just be like a post in a very short one minute video saying, hey, this is changing. Oh, hell no. We would do an entire video. You're doing it on your own. See you later. We're, we're going to do we're going to do Pearl Gems 10 and we're going to introduce ourselves again. We're going to that's it. The whole thing. I wouldn't remind doing it'd be fine. It'd be fun to remaster that one because I mean that. Yeah, that was our first awkward episode. And oh, my God, it was terrible. It's like uh, going back to watch it. It's like watching a video you made as a kid and being so embarrassed as like an adult. But then that's how you know that you got better when you cringe at the old stuff, right? So that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like we we've gotten better. But uh also just speaking on you giving me, you know, open doors to say ridiculous things, sometimes I find the humor in just not doing it. <laughs> and you being like, what the hell? And then I'm like, <laughs> fooled you. Suppose and so that's like this whole damn show. It takes you forever <laughs> to do anything and I have to get on your ass about everything. <laughs> But yes. The charm. yes, we are here at the end of the episode. We've discussed the album, we've ranked songs, we've rated the record, and we are at the end. So thank you very much for joining us for this episode. We are looking at Therion, Secret of the Runes. We sure hope you enjoyed what you saw today. If you have an opinion on the album, which I'm pretty sure you might have if you've made it all the way to the end of the episode then please let us know down in the comments yes. you can let us know over on socials facebook instagram twitter tiktok you can email us you can do all of that at ratetherecord.ca everything you need to find is there so please Hell by yeah. all means let us know yeah. uh and yeah just remember hit like subscribe comment rate share follow all those great things build musical community and let people know that you were here and be the pink floyd brick in the wall minus pink floyd yeah, and minus the actual wall. But then again, theirs was figurative. So yes, breaking the wall. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 a metaphorical, yeah. hypothetical type wall. Yeah, yeah. 
something along the lines of that, but we're, not, we're very much less political too. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, it's been a, it's been one hell of an episode. So make sure you do all that. And remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't, because again, we're giving away records. Once we hit a hundred subscribers, one record a month for every time we're over a hundred subscribers. So make sure you subscribe and you can very well get a record out of it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And also, too, if you like the show this much, you've made it this far, maybe you actually do like the show this much. If you so happen to have deep pockets and want to donate to the show, you can do that over on ko-fi.com slash rate the record. Financially support the show. It would mean the world to us if you did, just to go check it out. Uh, we do have, the, like, the one tier right now. It's probably just going to stay that way for a while. The RTR Club. You can be a member of the RTR Club. We have to get memberships made. But yes, pins. Pins. Pins, oh, little yeah. cards and everything like that. I think, that, like, yeah. little business cards would be great. Anyways, yeah, become a part of the RTR club you'll get your name shouted at the beginning of the episode like for new uh new uh donators thank you card at the end of the episode we have bonus episodes coming out specifically for Kofi that we've, we're planning out we're going to be doing real soon I know I say that a lot but the idea is we're actually getting on it now I think we've actually set a date to record yeah that or we're hell getting, yeah no we're, we're gonna set a date to record we talked about it prior see, though, but yes see you got on my ass about something and we're finally gonna do it so it's and working th- why stop now Exactly. And there's one more thing I wanted to mention about that, too, because I remembered someone someone messaged us a while ago on Facebook and just said, hey, uh, would you would you would you be all at all interested in taking a look at uh, my album? And at the time, we weren't really into doing that because we were just trying to get the show off the ground. But why not do that for Kofi? We'll look at your yeah. album. So, yeah, you want us to review your music? I mean, hey. Kofi.com slash rate the record. I mean, like, we, we'll be more than happy to take a look at your albums to go ahead and join. That There's is some incentive for you right there. So much pressure, though. That's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I'll do it, but like. Just understand it's going to be a very honest review. If we like it yeah. or don't like it, we're going to be very straightforward about it. So just yeah. go in with a tough skin. But even if we don't like the music, we'll still encourage you to keep doing it because, I mean, like, I we don't discourage it. just two people. Yeah, who the That's fuck are it. we? And not only that, but I never discourage anyone from doing art. Oh, hell no. Unless you're Charles Manson or something. Don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Go check all of that. Thank you very much for joining us today. But before we let you go there, we do like to give you a little sneak peek of what to expect next week. Just so you know, uh, starting next week, there's only three episodes left of season two, and then we're going on a break for three weeks. Oh, my God. Woo. But don't worry. We actually ha- we have some content planned while we're going to be gone, too. We have the best of like we had last time. We're going to rank all of our uh, season two number ones like we did last time as well. And there's also a third episode in there. Actually, no, that's coming like in, later in season three. Never mind about that last part. But those two episodes, though, those are going to be a lot of fun to do. But yeah, so next week is the third last episode of season three. I get to choose the album. It's going to be really great. I know it's going to be great because I chose it. It's an iconic <laughs> musician, singer, songwriter, and composer known for playing a blend of rock, experimental, jazz, and avant-garde. Their music may have been a little out there, but this this musician, uh, they were very intelligent and outspoken throughout their entire career. Neil Young. I mean, uh, if he played like jazz, avant-garde, experimental. I, mean. I know. I, I did learn today actually that he did sort of like genre sort of jumping and was sued by his record label because he didn't sound like himself we want you to be more folky yeah yeah gotta, be, fo- gotta be folky like robert over there did someone mention my name no go away go away <laughs> see you did that to yourself i fucking did didn't i <laughs> all right uh, end the show that's it Pack it i'll up. be in catering <laughs> okay <laughs> 
Yeah, we are at the end of the show. So th- once again, thank you very much for joining us. Make oh sure God. you come back next week to find out who this mystery musician may be. But until then, go listen to some awesome music, and we will see you again real soon. So take care, friends. Bye-bye. <laughs>